welcome back to another episode of the Miles Driven with me, Miles. And, oh, sorry, I've just ruined it for Sam. He was going to have an introduction, which is an advert, which I shall now let him roll straight in with. Well, that worked well, didn't it? It went terribly, mate, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to give it another go? Uh, no, don't start the podcast again. Just, you know, roll into the advert. Okay, so... I need to get into character. I'm not currently in character. So, welcome to the Miles Driven with myself, Miles, and our sponsor for the day from 18... 98. Are you tired of the price of rising hay? Blacksmith costs getting you down? Then dispense with a horse and save the expense, care and anxiety of keeping it. To run a motor carriage will cost you about half a cent a mile. The Winnie and Motor Carriage is the best vehicle of its kind that is made. It's handsome, strongly built and lightly constructed. Elegantly finished. Easily managed with a speed of 3 to 20 miles an hour. There? We done? Well, I wasn't. I was just taking a pause. But Apologies. Anyway, available from all good Wilkinsons, home base, and all good JML stockists. If Wilkinsons stock uh, replacements for horses. Yeah. But, okay, brilliant. Back in the day, they did. Yeah, well, back in the 1800s. Well, oh, it wasn't go. quite the smooth transition we were it, hoping it for. It wasn't. But, but I feel like the comedy value is there, nonetheless. Yes, exactly. And that's how we like to start our podcast, yes. with, uh, with tumbling down the stairs efficiency. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tumbling down the stairs comedy, brought to you by the Miles Driven. There we go. Um... Anything you want to add in at the start of this podcast, Sam, before I take it off on our sort of main... If you're queuing me up for something, I've forgotten it. No, so no, I'm no, not I don't. You, don't worry. I'm not queuing <laughs> you up for anything. Okay. No, we're all good then. Okay. I was going to do a few motor trader stories in this one. Okay. Uh, which will be, well, from... Oh, did you want me to do my uh, emissions from work thing first then? I do, actually, yeah, because okay. if you do it at the end... What will happen is I'll run over yeah. talking so much, and then we'll push it, to the and then you'll one. have to yeah either squeeze in at the very end, yeah. and people won't really get an insight. But well, if I do this now, I can sort of just sit here for the next forty-five minutes after this and just listen to you ramble on about stuff that exactly. Yeah, that. yeah. I'm not bothered uh, about for anyone who didn't listen to the last podcast. So Sam, well, then why haven't you listened to it? We're not going to tell you what happened. Go back and listen to it. <laughs> um, As ever, I am the voice of reason. There we go. Uh, but yeah, for the emissions standpoint, we were talking about um, how. Basically, you don't have a lot of emissions controls, if you like. You were saying they're all mapped for, to be yeah, as efficient yeah, yeah. as possible. They don't have, like, catalytic converters on a lot of the equipment you use. No. Because they're work objects. Yeah. And so you were just sort of looking at what do you actually use for a job? Yeah, it was something I did that week, which would be, what, three or four weeks ago now, I guess. Uh, yeah, a couple of weeks ago. Because we're, well, because don't forget, we're only doing one a week. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Which you just reminded me of before the podcast, which is yes. nice. And Sam, and I'll remind everyone else, because Sam is convinced, convinced, no matter what I tell him, that it's Saturday. And I've told him now for the third time <laughs> that it's Tuesdays. So if you send him a message on Facebook about the podcast, and he says, that was a good one on Saturday, wasn't it? Then you know he's just confused. <laughs> Standard stuff. Yeah. Right. So at the end of cricket season. Yeah. Which is what sort well, of Well, it depends. For us, it was when the kids break up, effectively. So okay. our cricket season will obviously end when the kids break up because there's no one bit, there. But yours is a bit earlier because cricket season usually runs through British summertime yeah. almost all the way. Yeah. So okay. uh, it'd be the same at any end of yeah, yeah. the season for anyone. Obviously, ours is just a bit earlier. So this is scarifying and prepping a cricket square. So that's... So after the season, obviously, where the... But if you don't know, I won't go into too technical a term about the fine details of cricket. No, because A, you won't know them and B, yeah. some other people won't. So obviously, when you play cricket, you've got the stumps. Yep. And then there's a line in front of the stumps where the person stands. Yep. And you'll see them sort of batting their bat into the floor. Into the ground. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So obviously those areas become divoted. And... Just in case you're not familiar with cricket, because we do have listeners from around the world, it's yeah. uh, basically you've got 
what is that area called where it's just sort of the the grass is skimmed off? That's the wicket. That's is that worst, actually what it's called? Yeah, that it's area of pitch, I think. What is it? But... Is it twenty yards? Oh, I don't know. Who okay, but there's basically. I, I I think I would challenge if you've not heard of cricket, message in and we'll send you a gold star. Yeah, because it's it's. No, I'm I, just thinking, I can't imagine people wouldn't have we heard. We get of it. Uh, quite a few US listeners, and it's just not a, a sport at all. Yeah, um, true. Obviously, the Aussies and everyone they'll get it. They they'll yeah. know straight off. But it's just, uh, and in particular, I said before, one of our mo- well, our most popular non-English speaking countries, Poland. Yeah, and I just I don't I don't. I reckon know. they'll have heard of cricket. Probably heard of it, but it's trying to stick envision up my it. Polish brothers here. Um, <laughs> what I was trying to envision is basically you've got a rectangle shape. And yeah. someone's throwing a ball from one end, it has to hit the ground in between. Yeah. And then you've got a person at the other end who is Yeah, batting. imagine tennis with a bat and stumps. But it's really... And no net. It's really skimmed down, that area. Like, you're, yeah, you're yeah, basically the, down to the dirt. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. I mean, the, the grass we cut down to about, for matches, about three mil. Okay. And, and just... And by that just, point, it's, and then it's rolled to within an inch of its life. And for an example, what's the rest of the pitch, roughly? Uh, ten? No, not ten. Uh... Oh, you put me on the spot now. I don't know. Okay, but longer, so longer than so three mil. So yeah, I mean, it'd be about tiny. seven or eight, probably. For it's the about three times as long yeah. as the rest of it. Yeah. Okay. Right. So by the end of the season, obviously where you've been batting, there's going to be effectively what looks like a bomb crater, where they've just been batting their bat into the floor and it's not repaired throughout the year. So this is just a quick run through of the things that we do and how much sort of energy fuel and machines are used to sort that one thing out and this is a tiny part of what we do obviously they're cut every week they're rolled every week this yep. is just the repair work after nobody's using it anymore and we need to how often do you do this well this is this will be the end of each season this end is of done. season yeah okay but it's done to every single square we've got one two three four five six seven seven squares and the nets Okay. So the practice nets, yep. which okay. are obviously yep. the size of about four So you have squares. to, whatever you're going to do, you basically have to do seven times. Yeah, seven yeah. or eight times, okay. yeah. Right, so the first thing you do is we take the cylinder mower out and we cut the squares down. So we'll cut the squares down to match height, so three or four mil. We'll yep. get those down to that height. Just quickly, what machine is that you're using? Uh, the cylinder mower. That, so that's like a, a ride-on lawnmower? No, no. Have a hand-pushed oh, lawnmower, but cylinder cut Petrol-powered? Yeah. Okay, yep. So that'll be the first thing. So we'll do that. Um, obviously, it will take off a bit more than we would usually take off the whole square. So you're going to be there for a while. You're going to cut all that down. Next thing to do is get the scarifier out, which how, again how is... How long, a, just quickly, does, how long does that take you, that first post? Like uh, it, it depends on the size of the square, okay, obviously. Is it but like, say per pitch. Yeah. So some of our squares have got like, for example, our first 11 square has got 15 pitches on it. Right. So 15 wickets, if you like, depending on how you refer to it, pitch or wicket. Yep. The second's got 12. There's some that have got three. The nets have got seven. Okay. So, And how much fuel, do you, like, could you fill up the lawnmower once and do half the job? You, the could probably, job? you could probably fill up the lawnmower and do... You probably, If you filled it up twice, you could probably do all of it. Okay. On our cool. site, anyway. Yeah. So it's sort of like a 10-litre-ish. Yeah. 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 So after that, so a couple of gallons. Yeah, cut them down. Then it's scarifying next. Oh, sorry, so three gallons, if you depending on what part of the world you're in. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> next is scarifying. I just, I just, I'm just very aware that you do this all the time. Yeah. yeah. So you know everything in your head, and I'm just trying to like yeah. slow it down a little bit because I know there's going to be some people that are like they've never seen the equipment that you use. No, no. So I was going to explain this. Yeah, yeah. We'll go with the scarifier again. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so next is scarifying. Okay. Yeah. 
But the Scarify, if you've not used a Scarify before, um, it's going to be reasonably difficult to explain. If you've ever seen the cylinder mower, so I think most people know what a traditional cylinder lawnmower looks like. You've just got a horizontal cylinder that spins around and that cuts the grass. So not okay. blades like you get on the modern mowers. Yep. Be a cylinder. So instead of that, you'd have, like, say, the center of that, and then it's got sort of blades vertically on the cylinder that basically would dig into the floor and create channels. Okay. So effectively, you're going to end up with a row of channels when you scarify. Yep. So it will stand up all of the grass and create channels. So where you've cut it, obviously, you and you roll it down, the yep. grass will push one way. So yep. we usually go up one way and then back the next way. So you get a good cut. But the scarify lifts up any thatch or anything that's in there, stands it up. Is this quite energy intensive to do? Yeah. Because like, I'm just thinking you're doing it at a time of the year when it's very dry. Oh, so yeah. I imagine the, the, the dust is... Oh, the, the, the dust, dust is yeah, insane. Like, it's the only time I've actually worn a mask to do effectively mowing. Yeah. Because otherwise yeah, yeah. I'd just, well, I'd be dead, I yeah. imagine. So next uh, next is that. So that'll be... Okay. That'll probably take twice as long as the mowing to do that because you go over it three different so ways. So you're into the second day of the job? Uh, I don't. Day. I mean, it's split over a few weeks. I wouldn't do okay. it. I wouldn't necessarily yeah, you do wouldn't, it in one day. Of but, course, because you've got other jobs. Yeah, other bits that you'd, other you'd nip off and, and do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, scarifying's next, and then you you have some channels then in in the ground. Yeah. So the whole process. The idea is that then I'll skip it. I will come back to where we are. But the whole point of the scarifying is you create channels, and then you'll fill that with seed, and loam. And then that will grow into grass, and it just gives it that boost, and you'll basically have a brand new area if you like okay. it's just growing new. The, yep. the the end game is growing new grass like nothing was ever there it's yep. all level and ready to go again so once you've scarified obviously you then got a load of uh bits that have been pulled up thatch dead grass that have been pulled up and just left on the square so that needs yep. to be collected okay. so for that what we do is we bring down our ride-on mower okay, which so is just a rotary the... cut so that's what you'd be used to to two horizontal blades that just spin round. So this is the bigger stuff. Yeah. So this, this is this is a ride on. It's an easy. So you're no longer use. at hand, to, hand. I was going to say no. hand tool, but yeah, it's because the scarify is a very very intense bit of kit. Yes. Like it's okay. very heavy. Okay. Um. So yeah, now we're you then drive over the square with this to yeah. pick up all of the stuff. Again, very dusty. Diesel, yeah. diesel emissions. Oh, so the whole point diesel. of this is obviously is, is the emissions. Yeah. Of so you've got the diesel emissions from the ride on mower. So the ride-on mower is diesel. Your yeah. other stuff most most is... ride-on stuff will be diesel. Is it? Yeah. That's interesting. Is there a reason for that? Do you know? Uh, just because they're heavier machines. Yeah. So, so just, obviously you, you get more economy all, from those, whereas a lawnmower you don't want. Yeah. You don't need the diesel because it's it's just a hand-pushed machine, isn't it? I'm just, I was just wondering whether for a lawnmower, um, I, wrote, I recently wrote an article about torque and how and what torque and brake horsepower mean. And yeah. I know it's sort of, it's quite a complex, well, it's not complex, it's just very difficult to explain cohesively like quickly mm -hmm. but it's just like you you realize that torque is twisting motion effectively, yeah. which is great for heavier stuff that needs to do short uh, well immediate work you know um brake horsepower is like the rate that torque is built yeah essentially so the higher horsepower you have the quicker it's sort of all spinning up yeah but i was seeing for a lawnmower you're essentially trying to spin quite a light blade yeah and you just need that to work as quickly as possible yeah. Whereas, but it needs to have a bit of force behind it because if the grass is long, you don't want it to just bog down and get stuck. But on the other side, you don't want it to be so powerful that it rips the ground up. No. So it's just interesting. That yeah, then, well, obviously they're yeah, all yeah. height controlled, so it'll only be at a Yeah, yeah. Level. But I mean, if yeah. it was spinning at, I don't know, like an aircraft engine. Yeah, well, yeah. You, you're <laughs> taking off. Yeah. Up the ground. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. So yeah, then you, obviously, once you've collected it, 
So that's with the Izekis we're talking ride on mower. You're driving over the square a few ways just to pick up pick up all the stuff. So you're then left with a bare square with your channels in it. Clean, tidy, all sorted, if you okay. like. What do you do to take all this stuff away? All the all the material that you've... Well, so collect the, the ride-on's a collector mower. Is it? So it'll go into okay. the box and then that'll get tipped in the skip. Yeah. Or if you work at somewhere that's probably a bit more green than we are, you might have a composting area. Okay. And um, unfortunately, the site we're on, we... We don't have the space or the need for a composting area. We might have the need, but we don't have. We wouldn't be able to use it. Right. So it would be pointless for us to have it. Yeah. Because we're not going to bag it up and sell it. Because we're not. And no, oh, we're not. We're not. Okay, yeah. We don't have the time to do that. That's why we're not see, a shop. I was going to say that's why you see farmers doing it sometimes. Then. Yeah. They they have got the capability. Yeah, and and and, the... and then they will spread it on the fields. Whereas yes. we're not. We're not going to use the amount that we create. Yes. So okay. we will have green waste skips, which will then be taken away and recycled by companies that. That do that that's why you get a greenway skip as opposed to a normal skip just to clarify you said uh, it's diesel for the ride on yep what sort of, is that sort of you could get through a tank in a day um, uh yeah i'm on, we talking on, yeah. tank yeah, wise uh, oh, i don't know i'd have to get back to you on that one but i mean do you think it, it's not a car tank is it no so, no 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 sort of no. again and maybe three gallons four gallons yeah possibly something like that. yeah okay. it wouldn't be too far off so and then, that'll last you the day yeah yeah, yeah i thought so i'm just trying to, all i'm trying to do i'm trying to get in my head how many liters or gallons of fuel you're actually yeah i mean i, I could jobs. do some i could do yeah. proper research into it and then we'd be able to actually yeah, put yeah. out some figures yeah but this was this was more just to show how much intensive work goes into doing one particular thing that isn't everyday stuff but there will be everyday stuff that i could cover and maybe we'll have a little segment where we do sam's gardening that's uh the mars Sam, does sam's gardening sam's garden machine the sam garden we could do a youtube video on on this you yeah, can get clips of it all happening and you could you could do a youtube video i don't think it'd be very successful but you no, never I know it could, it, it might i be. think people are more interested in all this type of machinery than you would ever think yeah because, see to me it's mundane and boring because you do because it i do it all not the time. only do you do it every day you've been you've had this career for a decade yeah oh over yeah so it's like you're you're spending all this time doing this yeah i get excited when i see a new bit of kit but it doesn't you, the using of the kit is just the using of the kit. Yeah. For me, just a shiny bit of kit is the interest. Whereas for other people, I mean, I'm, I'm, I've told you the story and I've said it on the podcast. When I was in Sweden, we rented a small uh, digger, basically. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, picking up rocks and all that sort of stuff. And you're <laughs> using all these levers. Now, to someone who has to get in one of these things all day long and pick up dirt and move it around, after, I'd say, a few months, yeah, it's just, you know, the, the, all of the enjoyment. Well, not the enjoyment. Well, but for example, today I was in the tractor today because we'd cut a u hedge and i was driving along and my colleague was scooping up the clippings putting it in the bucket okay and then i was driving the bucket to the skip tipping it in the skip and then driving back yeah and to me it was just well this is boring but i'm sat in the air-conditioned tractor so yeah you know it's not the end of the world but to you it might be a bit more exciting i'm driving up i can lift the bucket up i can tip it yeah Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) but that's what i say whereas i'm like well you know tea breaks in about 20 minutes yes. so we're nearly there but that's what i say i think for a lot of people especially when you've worked behind a desk or you you know you want a lot of people i think would like to be outside more yeah the problem is that most of us have small gardens i mean even your garden it's you've got a good size garden but it's not like we have for the for the for the modernness of the house i think yeah. we have yeah but then if you look at some say older properties yeah. around they can have like these things and you just, these gardens mm. you actually need a ride on or oh yeah when i was in the u.s and I, you you see what people use for garden implements and you're like so you have to have a ride on like, yeah. well you can either spend all day doing your lawn yeah or have which a ride is fine on. i'd do that 
<laughs> I know you would. You just put your headphones on. Love it. I, Saturday morning. I, 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 said, I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but I was gent. And don't take this the wrong way, anyone. It was this is just to use an example. It's not wishing for anybody's death or anything like that. But another lockdown due to COVID would be <laughs> yeah. idyllic for me because oh, last because time I was stuck in the flat. Yeah. And now I'd have the garden. I could spend so long getting the lawn. Like yeah. I could cut it as many times as I needed. I could water it all day because I'd be there. Yeah. But yeah, obviously without all of the horrible stuff that came with it. Yeah. But right, I'll just give a quick recap to where we are. So we've yes. mowed it, we've scarified it, we've collected it. Now comes the bit that's going to make you laugh. So are you concentrating? I Have am. you finished what you're doing? Okay, cool. Right. So we've scarified and we've collected. We've got our, our divots. The square mm-hmm. is clean. Mm-hmm. So you would think next step, maybe lay the seed, do whatever else, get no. ready to then put the soil on top and, and do that. Yeah, I mean, it's flat at this point, isn't it? Yeah, you've, you've... but you've got your divots in, your, your grooves to, for the seed to yeah, go Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't think okay. that there's anything. Well, you'd be wrong. <laughs> so what you do next is two of you will go and get backpack blowers. All right. Which will run on two-stroke. So it's petrol with uh, that the, the oil mix. So this is a motor on your back. Yeah. That's running. Yeah, you effectively look like you're wearing a jetpack. So you've you got like. an internal combustion engine strapped to your back. Yeah, have you ever used a backpack? Well, I haven't. Oh, they're the no. best thing in the world. You'd l- you would love it. The closest thing I've seen is, you know, you see cleaners that yeah. like do a gym or something. I'm just going to look for a quick photo while yeah, you're doing this. Um, but they have like a backpack um, vacuum cleaner. So yeah, they'll, yeah. they'll wear a backpack that has oh, just okay, got the, yeah. in the... That's, that's what I imagine in my head you're describing. But I'm just thinking, an internal combustion engine, even a small one, is not that light. Oh, no, backpack blowers are quite heavy. And once you've worn them for a while, it's it's every time you wear one, if you've got it on for longer than an hour or so, yeah, you will have a bad back. I've just found a picture <laughs> I wanted to show you. At one point, I strapped one of my... Because they basically, it's a back a backpack. Mm-hmm. And then on one side, you've got effectively a trigger and then the nozzle that's yes. the blower. So at one point, we always thought it'd be funny to call yourself like blo- a backpack blower man or okay. a blower boy or whatever. Yeah. So I got one on my back and one on my front. That, oh, this oh is we a, can put the picture Can you put that picture on Facebook yeah. when we... Um... Um, yeah, yeah, because I look quite youthful in that one, so I don't <laughs> mind putting that up. We'll put that up. Um, so, so you've seen it now, which will help you yes, that helps me understand sort of what we're, what we're doing. About, and we will yeah. put some pictures up and I'll, I'll, I'll actually try and get a load of pictures so we can put up everything as we go with this one. Okay. So a, a picture of each machine that we use for each stage and we'll label it with the podcast. So you'll get one of those each, two people, and per pitch, so per pitch wicket, whichever way we're referring to it, you will both do one side by side. You will walk up it with the blower on full, pointed directly at the floor, and walk up at a pace of probably a step every 10 to 15 seconds, blowing every single minuscule bit of dust out of these grooves. Oh, that, do you know what? I never thought of that. We did yeah. the second square, which has got 13 pitches yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah. That took us two and a half hours of constant blowing to do that. So, so you that's probably the most like fuel labor intensive part of the job. Because you're, you're basically prepping a surface. Yeah. Uh, to make it... But to look at it, you'd go, why are they blowing that? You, if you were just to walk over, you'd look at it and go, well, I can see the grooves. So They're you've fine. Got, you've just got a really, really powerful leaf blower. Yeah, well, that's exactly what it is. It's a leaf blower. The, the, the backpack blowers are I leaf just blowers, love the but... fact that there's that someone was out there thinking, well, you can have a leaf blower, but you can have one that's an internal combustion engine one. The amount of people... Well, they are all like, are. Well, no, because you can get battery ones. Oh, yeah. Like, you see I mean, people yeah, who are, like... Yeah. If you need a leaf blower to do yeah. your driveway... We, we've, got electric, we've got electric ones now, but we don't have electric backpack ones because there's just not the battery to provide that power. Well, that, that's what I wanted to get onto. It's, it's quite interesting. Sorry, everyone, if I'm making a lot of noise. I'm just going through my notes. Um, I, I find it very interesting 
Sorry. Sorry, it was it's okay. our recording thing went onto a screensaver. Yeah. I couldn't see that we were still <laughs> recording for a second. I just wanted to check. That we talk about uh, electron, electric car ranges and batteries mm. and all this sort of stuff. And it's just interesting for me that at a very basic level, they haven't m- no. mastered what... Cause you, uh, well, would, the, the battery, just you to give you a bit of context, the batteries we've got in our electric equipment are pretty much the size of a kilogram bag of sugar. Yeah, that would be the lithium like a cell. That's the, yeah. that's the battery. And if you were to put that in a strimmer, so we've got an electric strimmer, yeah. and use that just constantly strimming, not necessarily full power all the time, but just constantly strimming, you'll probably get about an hour and 10 minutes out of a battery. Wow, okay. A hedge cutter, you'll get four to five hours out of. Charge time? Uh, half hour. Okay, so you've essentially got to not use it for, for yeah. half an hour. I mean, it's so not bad just to show time, why but... they're not, they wouldn't be effective for the backpack blowers. No, but it's just... for the hand blowers, they'd be all right. But you still only get, if you're just constantly blowing, yeah. 20 minutes, 25 minutes, probably. Yeah, it's just, just for me, I would have thought that one of the, like an immediate answer you'd want to find is if there's people wearing engines on their back, yeah. A, it's hot. B, like you said, your, yeah. your back ache because it's heavy. Yeah, heavier than it could. Yeah, be. you just so you end so, up with a with an ache just at the back of your neck, top of your shoulder. Okay, yeah, because you're sort of and obviously your forward. arm. Yeah, is is the blower wants to push backwards. Yeah, as much as it's a solid yeah. structure, yeah, yeah. it does put pressure on your arm. So what you yeah, end up finding, you can lock it. You can lock the throttle on full. So if okay. you are using it like we do for this, you'd just lock it so. on full and you sort of just rest your hand against the handle rather than holding it. So your arms just being held up by yeah. the actual pressure yeah. it's creating. It just for me. I think there's a lot of people that would be very surprised if I said, did you know there's a combustion engine you can put on your back? I feel like I should shot. borrow one and just bring it here so you can, it, it just so would, you can use it. <laughs> yeah, I know. It just would be, it just, it's something that I didn't think of because yeah. whenever I see, you know, you, you see those uh, jetpack things you can do in the water. Yeah. And they use like a, but they're, they're, as far as I'm aware, all those things are electric. Yeah. Whereas I get why you're using a combustion engine because like you say, if you, if you can't yet, to a point where you've got the battery range but yeah imagine the he- imagine the weight of having that of having the back batteries. For, the, for the power you'd need but then the other thing is at least it, well actually i was gonna say it wouldn't get as hot as a, an engine but then i don't know because it you've doesn't it, it, got... it's never got hot on my back but then you've got but to think i've also got i've got it? the plastic between the engine and this like you said it's air cooled and then mm. i've got my clothes between it so i've never yeah, known yeah. it's a but i mean i've been on like a quad bike where your engine's just right, yeah your, your legs are right but next it, to it, when, when you're doing this you're stood next to somebody else and Obviously, at some point, they might get it ever slightly ahead of you. Yeah. I've then got the exhaust from their blood yes. blown directly at me. Oh, there's some... So, there's... Uh, okay. Anyway. So, you do, so we've got that. I'm so, we've, we've mowed, we've scarified, we've collected, we've spent a very long period of time just with an engine on full throttle blowing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, then after that, um, we would spread fertilizer and spread seed. Now, that doesn't involve... Apart from the manufacturer... We're not talking about manufacture of all this stuff. We've bought it been delivered yeah obviously that's a there is emissions involved in that but not for this job yeah so that involves nothing that's just a hand push a hand push spreader that we will fertilize the area and then we will seed it yeah we've got all our fertilizer on the square which is obviously helping stuff grow uh we've got all our seed down which is what we're actually trying to grow then we move on to the loam which is I'm not going to go into the specifics of what loam is. If you want to know what loam is, have a look up. Have look it up. Yeah, um, okay. it's what we use on cricket and sports services. So okay. it's like a very rich soil. If you like, it's got a lot of nutrients. You're and just stuff topping in it. it with this. Yeah, okay. and then when when that gets wet, it will go like rock hard. So it makes a hard surface. It's not okay. like um, soil that you put in your plant pots. If you like. Okay. Yep. Um, 
So for this though, we will go along and we'll we'll fill in the holes. So where the cricket stumps are, obviously throughout the year, those stump those holes become pretty set. Of so course. we'll fill those in with loam. Yeah. We'll fill the ends that we were talking about where the craters are. Yeah. We'll fill those in, make those nice and level. So do you not do you do any maintenance on that during the year? Because I imagine nah, you get a bit of a no, not really. Okay. Because that's interested. that's why like the first eleven square will have fifteen pitches. So okay. you sort of alternate and work your way back. When it rains, they sort of tend to sort of dish and fill themselves in. Yeah. Because the soil will become loose and it sort of it doesn't rise up. Obviously, it's not magic. It doesn't grow, but it will. The divots will become less harsh. They'll yep. sort of grade themselves out. Yeah. Like. So once we've sort of graded the ends and got everything up to a reasonable level, then we loam the whole square. So for that, we get a contractor in for ours, for the bigger squares, who will come in with a digger and a spreader on the back of a tractor. So a a lorry load of loam will be dumped off at a delivery point. Okay, so there's a big the, truck which yeah. comes in and what, they just drop it in the corner somewhere? Yeah. Okay, yeah, and, and then you've got to work. transport it from wherever they drop it. Yep, so the bloke will come in with his digger. The contractor that we get to do it will come in with his digger. He will load up the trailer on the back of a tractor. Okay. And then he will then drive over the square, the bigger squares, and he will, his his trailer has effectively got like a conveyor belt in the back of it. Yep. Which will push it out at a certain rate. He'll drive up, drop it, turn around, drive back, drop it, and then go and reload as and when he's empty. So for the big squares, we'll use that. The little squares, we've got a hand drop spreader, which is the, you'll remember, from the time in my mum's old house where we did the lawn, and I put some lawn sand down, yes. but we bought the wrong spreader, yeah, which yeah. was a drop spreader, not a circular spreader. Yeah. And it just drops it all in a big line, Yeah. So it's and just, then it killed the lawn. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's It's effectively one of those, but on a big scale. It was one of those so, terrible days for Sam, where he was sort of stood there, everyone looking at him for once, like, you know everything, you yeah. just tell us what to do. And, and I convinced him, myself this spreader would be fine. Yes, and then of course it went badly. It and went badly. And unfortunately, because yeah. it's a lawn, it looks bad for a long period of time. Yeah. So it's just like a constant reminder. It did of, come back in fairness. Oh, it, it did it, eventually. Yeah. But I mean, it was a good few months of getting to really rib you for that one. So. Yeah, and the problem is because it was a drop spreader, it was just lines of where it had worked because it went black, which is what lawn sand does. It will kill off any moss and stuff. But it went black in lines because we hadn't, I hadn't perfectly overlapped it, had I? So there were just areas yes, that hadn't been it. treated because you yeah. usually get a circular spreader which would spread it in a, a reasonable mist. Um, so yeah, so that chap will come along and he'll lay the loam. But for that, you've got the digger to load it. You've got the tractor running constantly, dropping mm -hmm. it. And that'll take a day of him doing And that's just for the second square, the first square and the prep school. So if we square. just look at this from a point of so far energy intensive, we're talking on the third day of this job. I know you would. Spread yeah, if it over we were doing it for period. days, let me just quickly run through it. You're gonna might have to. No, that's fine because well, out. you said so, the first part yeah, of it would have been. Mowing, said I reckon mowing and scarifying we could do in a day. Yeah. Next day we'd then be collecting and blowing. So this is the third day then. Yeah. Yeah. Of him, and we we'd have to put we'd have to sort out the ends, fill those no, up first. Just to check, there's no point so far in these three days that you haven't been using something that is energy intensive. Only when job. we were doing the fertilizer and seed. Because Which would have been it. this morning on the third day for okay. an hour or two. Is that an because it's like a hand push spreader? Yeah, just because it's a pushed spreader, yeah. And Okay, so you don't need any combustion engines, no, any fuel, nothing for that. Nothing for no. that. Well, okay. the tractor to take the bags of... We don't, we'd drive over to the square or with the tractor, to be fair, with all and the bags of fertiliser and seed. If you didn't have the tractor... You'd we'd have, have to, to carry them. To, okay. You could do it less, but all, you'd, all you'd have to walk all the way back to the shed no. and then get them. So All I'm trying to do, I, I'm trying to just 
when people say we need to reduce yeah. use of this, I'm just trying to see so far nothing you've said could be taken out in this process without no. making well, it a lot either a lot longer or yeah, exactly. incredibly more labor intensive. Yeah, they used to load the spreader. They used to have a spread a different sort of spreader on the back of a different tractor, but they used to load that by hand. And that but I mean, you, you'd you'd be exponentially increasing the the time of the job. Yeah, by sort of five to ten. This fold. is where these things. I know it's all well and good um, when people talk about oh, we need to be more you know creative with how we use our energy mix, which mm-hmm. is great. But I think it's just if we look at one tiny corner here. Yeah, and I'm just trying to look at it from an outsider and say, where's the opportunities for Sam to say, well, actually, we don't need to use this amount of fuel today if it's a couple of liters because we can do this bit all we're using the machine for is to make our lives a lot easier when actually we don't need to and yeah. so far the only thing you've said is you could do something that would be much more inefficient yeah which in our world that we live in yeah would never ever be yeah helpful. we, we uh, physically don't have the time for it to take as long no, as you'd have as to hire in say 50 guys just yeah for, for just, a morning to just yeah. to load stuff so after this point, we do, which is definitely going to be your favourite word of okay. the thing. It's going to be difficult to explain, so I'm not going to explain in detail what this bit of equipment is. But like we said, when we release this podcast on the Facebook, and I'll send you the pictures if you want to put them on the Instagram, yep. I will send you with a label what each machine and hand tool is that we use okay. so that people can see. So the next thing is, once all this lime has been laid, you obviously need to try and work it into the cracks. Yes. So you've got your fertiliser on there, you've got yep. your seed in the cracks and everywhere else. But you need to try and work this soil so it's compacted. This loam needs to be like sort of compacted into these cracks and create a nice smooth layer over the whole square. Yep. So what do you what would you use, Miles? What do you get to do this with? It's a hand tool. So there is Ooh. no emissions here. You won't know. There's no chance. There's no point you guessing. Okay. You'd probably say get a rake or something. That was gonna but be. But what my... you do is you get a loot. A loot. And you loot it in, Miles. That's excellent. I thought you did. What does this. it look like? So it's Imagine, I'm imagine of what a the Grim Reaper hunts Yeah, imagine a rake reason. handle. Yeah. So a wooden handle. Yeah. And on the bottom is sort of a hinged square. Yeah. And on this square, it's got like sort of. Oh, I think I can almost. Imbi- it's got is two it? two sort of metal bars going across one way, two going another way, and you sort of push it in, and it will sort of pick up some and lay it down, and it will squash it in if you like. Okay. That's a really bad explanation, but I will take a picture but of it. This and we is can a, it This is part of it that you don't use any um, yeah i mean I, I, could, I could walk from the shed to the square here with the loop i don't need to use the tractor yeah so this is completely 100 percent green and just so we know i'm you... net zero yeah at this at, point, at point <laughs> i just so you know is there is it that that's how you do it or is that how everyone would do it is there like an automated way of doing it with a machine yeah there's a big loop you can put on the back of a tractor is there <laughs> yeah. okay, right. it's not as fine and i don't know but if we were talking about professional grade, for example, if yeah, you see, I'm I'm new to this this, this level particular aspect of of, of, yeah. of cricket maintenance is is new to me. It's a new yeah. job. We've done cricket maintenance at my old place, but not to this extent. So I if we remember the cricket, but I I, I think the level that we do it at, I think, is similar to what you would get at say Lords or yeah, Edgebaston. It's, it's a professional the level, proper basically. places. Yeah. yeah, but you do that. We would loot it all in. Okay, and that is fuel wise. That is the end of our usage. Really? For this whole job? Yeah, so after that, obviously it's all looted. So we've, we'll we'll recap for people that have, I mean, we've been going on for probably nearly an hour. Um, um, Half an hour? I like that when I do 
a long explanation of something. Sam yeah, sits but this was always going to be long. That's no, why I, I didn't know, do it on but the last so You always say to me, oh, well, it will be long because you're giving an answer. Yeah. And then today... Yeah, but you waffle. Right. This uh, has all been knowledge. This has just been with you as concise as possible, <laughs> yeah. Um, so we've mowed, we've scarified, we've collected, we've blown, we've fertilised, we've seeded, we've laid the loam, okay. we've looted the loam in, which yep. is Mars's new favourite thing to That's do in the brilliant. world. brilliant, yeah. After this, if we are in conditions that we've been in this year, in this country, where we haven't had rain now, Dryer. we haven't yep. had proper rain, what I would call proper rain, we've had a couple of showers, but we're talking five-minute showers. Because it's I'm talking sort of a day of rain, which is what we do get in this country. I just wanted to add in, it's, it was very interesting. I never thought about it until Sam mentioned to me recently, but you were saying that if we don't have a lot of rain, I know we're way off of cars and everyone, don't worry, we yeah, will yeah. come back to cars. But I know you were saying that if we don't have a lot of rain, say you get a shower for half an hour, mm-hmm. it's actually no, it's not much use to you if you're hoping the ground will get water into no. it because it sort of just washes off the top yeah, which so, i never thought of so at the the hotter it gets for the longer period of time the ground will dry out and the ground hardens mm. so when you have a persistent rainfall the rain will fall on that it will sit on that because it's constantly raining on it mm. the ground will then start to permeate and it will the water will sink in the ground will become softer it will ingest it and then if it keeps going you get to sort of your boggy standards where it's all squelchy underfoot like it's in february or something like yeah. that yeah whereas if it's like now where it's been consistently hot for sort of 2 to 3 months at this point mm-hmm. even if we had a heavy shower now for an hour yeah you'll notice that there this i don't know if people have sort of picked up on it when it's been hot and we get big rainstorms we get flash flooding mm. so the flash flooding is because Which the water's hitting before. the yeah. the sort of not the the roads and stuff but it's hitting the the grassy areas and the soil areas and it can't permeate into the ground hmm. because it's so hard. It's effectively like a road. So then all it does is it just it pulls and then just runs off. It's like having not, not running like doing a race, but it will, yeah. <laughs> it will yeah. run to the lowest point, yeah, which so is like, usually a drain. It's somewhere. like everything's concreted over. Yeah. You know, the roads, the fields, everything. It's like yeah. concrete everywhere. Yeah. Okay. So, so, yeah, at that point, if, we, if it's like it is now mm-hmm. outside, then we'll have to get the sprinklers out. Oh, just to, to get that ground. But the sprinklers will be out all day. Knee. So, because I suppose you're, you shouldn't. We, when it's this warm, you should, probably shouldn't. You shouldn't water during the day. You yeah. can, and for anyone who's going to sit there screaming, saying, "Well, you'll scorch the grass, you'll kill it if you if you water during the day," if you're constantly watering, yeah. you'll be fine. If you were to just water your garden, if you went outside now and watered the grass, yeah, for twenty minutes, yeah, and it was thirty degrees, that water's not going to soak in. It will sit on the blades of grass and it will evaporate. And that's how you scorch the grass. Interesting. Okay. But if you're constantly watering it, it's not going to evaporate. As so much. if it's just drying it keeps it... the temperature down and it won't scorch it. Oh, I see. You okay. see what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand. So what, you're what we do is we tend to water each. We'll move the sprinklers around because they won't cover the whole thing. And unfortunately, we haven't got built-in sprinklers that we could use overnight mm-hmm. because you have to have someone there moving it. Otherwise, you're going to have a boggy area. You don't want to water for too long, but you want to water for long enough that it's doing something. Yeah. So each the the first square, for example, it's got fifteen pitches on it. We'll water that over two days, and we'll, we'll do a half a day. Each section will get watered for say two hours, maybe two and a half hours. Just but to... up to, go on, at least a minimum six weeks if it doesn't rain. So we could be talking if we, it depends when we next get rain. We'll be watering until we either run out of water, or it rains. So that that's that's energy intensive in a different way yeah because we're constantly using water yeah yeah and obviously you've got to use energy to pump the water out yeah, of the exactly. fields and then use resources of the water yeah. itself um 
but that's that process These... and then obviously then the grass will then go through and then we will start mowing it as right. we need to. and so that's job done. that's job done um the engines that are involved in this mm -hmm. so we know on the on the backpack i'm guessing that's like a, a single cylinder engine yeah i'll have to check because i it's quite I small. Some, I did some prep for this, but I've yeah, completely yeah. mind blanked on the rest of it. Let me and have a look at these pictures. And the, see um, there. You said one of them had a diesel engine. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, the, the Kubota. Okay. No, sorry, not the Kubota, the Izeki, the, the ride on. I'm guessing that's got a fair few. I mean, it must be at least four cylinders. Yeah. Again, I will, I will have a look and I will I will put all this up, this information up when we. You can put it up onto the Facebook yeah. when the podcast comes out. It just. From a point of view of people out there that are interested in motors, yeah, of course, I know yeah, I'll, I'll get all the specs for them. Yeah, we can, we can just, put them up. even even just sort of telling people what they actually all use because we've said petrol and diesel. Yeah, but I don't know, I don't know, you know, as I say like if there are a couple of cylinders, if there's a V6 in some of this stuff. Yeah, it's definitely not a V6. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, yeah, but it's you because you hear sometimes about industrial applications and they're massive engines, mm -hmm. but they create barely any horsepower. I'm thinking. Uh, um, general aviation planes yeah really the technology of the engines haven't moved on to sort of small private planes that much because it costs so much to create or to build a reliable long-standing engine mm -hmm. and the market is quite small yeah and so actually these engines you know when you compare them to a car engine you think oh well a two liter creates you know 180 horsepower gets say 40 miles to the gallon blah 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 and then you hear a, a plane engine like well, yeah, it's a seven liter. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's it's twelve cylinders, and you're thinking, oh, that must be really powerful. Oh, yeah, two hundred horsepower. Think, yeah, but they, but of course, but it's, it's doing a completely for, yeah. different thing, and it's creating all of its torque and its horsepower at a constant speed. Yeah, whereas and it's in created a, to be so much more economical and well yeah. reliable over everything else. Yes, it's, submarine yeah. engines are a very similar. Deal. Yeah, it's difficult to go out and fix those. Yeah. It, well, yeah. Mid mission. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. So some engines. I'm thinking lorries as well. When people say, "Oh, well, you just have to make them more efficient," or you just have to make them uh, use newer technology, and the argument against it is reliability is so critical. Yeah. That you end up doing what if I'm trying to think like old Toyotas when they had like three liter V6s and they barely had yeah. any power. But they'll just do half a million miles mm -hmm. because they're so understressed. Yeah, you hear this a lot about what car should you buy, and and my answer was always if it's someone who really is not interested in driving that much, but they just want something that they will not have to take because they're terrified of a garage, for example. They just mm -hmm. they know if they walk in there, they don't know if they're getting ripped off or they're getting a good <laughs> deal. Yeah, and so you, my general advice has always been find something that is underpowered for what it is, not something that's stupidly underpowered. And has been badly engineered. Yeah. But something where the engineers have gone, you know, I'm thinking old Volvos, sort of thing, where they go, well, we could give it more power. But we don't want to. Mm -hmm. uh, the five cylinder they used to put, the, the turbocharged five cylinder that used to be in the T5 Volvos, and they go, oh, yeah, it's 200 horsepower. From a two and a half litre five cylinder turbo <laughs> engine. Like, well, yeah, but it will do 300,000 miles with regular maintenance. Yeah. And that's it. And you just think, but then they put that engine in the Focus RS and it created 300 to 350 horsepower yeah. <laughs> at an obviously higher state of tune. And tuners were just like, oh, we could probably get about four, 450 out of them. So it's just very interesting how different applications. Yeah. So I'd just, I'd just be interested for my own knowledge. And I'm sure some people listening. Yeah, well, I can get that. What they actually yeah. put in them. Going from your hardworking life. I can't believe that took 40 odd, 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Well, you, I've always said to you, Sam, you're a rambler. Yeah, it's that's out true. of the two of us. People think I'm the talker. It's you. I have to sit there in silence most of the time. We go yeah. out for a drink, and it's just you talking, talking, just me talking, talking, talking about grass. Yeah, it's just, it's just endless. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about when I was in the most trade, the hardest working person I ever met. It wasn't you. It, it certainly wasn't me. <laughs> there, there was a. I had a. So when I first started, I had a sales manager who was just. He was a great guy, sort of the sort of person that you meet and you think, I don't know whether you I you're just friendly or terrifying. Mm-hmm. He had a bit. I think I've said a few bits to him before, and I won't give his name. But he had a bit of his ear missing. He was a Yorkshireman. He sort of dressed like a don. Like you okay. think, if if you saw him in a Godfather film, you wouldn't be that surprised. Yeah, you know, he kind of fit in. And uh, I really enjoyed working for him, but eventually he left, and I went on to a different work for a different sales manager. And I'd really wanted to work for this guy. I was very happy working for my first sales manager, but I knew not only was he such a hard worker, but he could close deals. Where someone walks in and says, I want £5,000 for my, you know, uh, rust bucket that's done 300,000 miles and is not a convertible, but is actually now a convertible because the roof's missing and has got literally half a turn of a wheel away from it being scrapped. Yeah. And I want your car for £2.50. And he could close that sort of deal. Like, I remember walking up to him once. I was like, oh, there's nothing more I can do. And I, and I was genuine. I was like, I've gone backwards and forwards. We've tried to close a the deal. They just want unrealistic figures. And I'm not talking about how everyone walks into a dealer and you've got to be a bit over what you yeah, want so you get a deal. They were just on a different planet. Like <laughs> They were sort of, the, well, I think my car's worth this. And I was like, look, here's, you know, auto trader. Mm-hmm. Here's good condition versions of your car. And they're not selling for as much as your one. Oh, well, my one's red. Like, yeah, so yours is, in this particular car, a less desirable colour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, no, but it'll probably be worth a lot more. It's probably double. And yeah. you say, am I talking to an insane person? Like, I, I don't, <laughs> are we on the same planet? And he was the sort of person that could close that. But I remember once, he uh, it goes on to one of the stupidest deals that I ever did, was we had to close a certain amount of deals in a day. And it's about the four o'clock in the day we were open till six o'clock on a saturday something like that customer walked in very nice woman she wasn't sure what she wanted but she a friend of hers uh, it's like an extended friend like a friend of a friend had an audi tt right and so i was like oh we've got a few of those don't have loads of them but i've got a few of this is when i was selling used it's my first job and i said to my sales manager i said um she wants an audi tt she wants it in you know she doesn't want blue or red. She wants a very sort of silver black. And yeah. she's not, she doesn't care about the engine, fortunately. But it has to be this mileage, this, that, and the other. And we only had one. And when I brought it up, it was unprepped. And now, people, when you when some people go to buy a car, and I'm like this, I would rather see it unprepped. I yeah. you see it as it's come in from the previous, where it's been bought from. That way, if it's got chips, if it's got... Uh, you know, stains in it or whatever else may be wrong with this car, you get to see it in that state. And if it's really good shape, then mm-hmm. you know the previous owner's kept, you know, taking good care of it. Yeah. But she wasn't, she didn't see it that way. She was like, well, it doesn't look very nice as it is now. So I'm, I'm not that interested in this one. So I showed her a different one, which was the wrong color. And with my sales manager being my sales manager, he said, right, I found one at our other site. 
we had two other sites. Okay. One of them was in Oxford, which was probably an hour-ish drive. The other was Cardiff, which was about three and a half hours drive. And of course, I, di- I didn't know, but of course it was Cardiff where he'd found this car. And he's like, if you can close her, then we'll, uh, you know, we can go and get it tomorrow or Monday. And she's like, well, I really want to go um, out tomorrow in this car. Now, okay. me, when I heard that, I thought, well, there's no chance, you know, she's going to have to just go somewhere else. Like, as, as much as I would like to close the deal, what can I do? The, the only option is a car in Cardiff. It's Saturday at the death of the day. Yeah. You're not going to find a driver who's willing to take the job, who's who you're not going to have to pay triple time to do it. And even so, Cardiff is closing. Mm-hmm. So this did not phase my salesman one bit. Not <laughs> one bit. He was like, well, that's fine. We can. Um, I'll call the security guard down there. We can pick it up overnight, drive it back. And we can tell her we can have it here for 10 a.m. if she puts her money down and, you know, does the deal. Showed her pictures and said, look, go out in the one that's the colour you don't like. See if you like it. Drive it, of course. She wants it. And to be fair to her, she wasn't being unreasonable with what she wanted for her car and what payments she wanted. Everything sort of stacked up. And it got to 8 o'clock. Yeah. Which mug had to drive and go and get the car, though? Well... Yours truly. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so my salesman said to me, okay, go home, get a little bit of sleep and come back. I'm thinking, why would I do that? He said, because you've got a seven hour round trip ahead of you. And he tells me this. <laughs> now, this was, his mentality was, it may be Saturday night. You may have plans, but none of that is, is, in, is in the forefront yeah. of me. And not because he was a horrible person to work for. It's just getting the deal done was so important to him. He didn't have, you know, he's sort of grown up in that environment where there wasn't going to be loads of opportunities. Yeah. But he'd found that selling cars was going to be a way that he could earn good money. Mm-hmm. And when he was a salesman, people used to, I got told stories, and he used to turn up at like 5 o'clock, walking, 5 a.m., having right. walked to work. Because he didn't have the money for a company car. Uh, for a car. Yeah. They gave him a company car when he became a sales manager. And so I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm young at the time. I didn't have plans that evening. Fortunately, you were working um, mm-hmm. as a barman, time, yep. I think. So uh, there was no evening plans with sort of mates and stuff like that that were going to have to be cancelled. And uh, stupidly, I agreed to it, of course. <laughs> so he said, come back at like midnight. Three hours. Like, okay. So I go home, have something to eat, try and fall asleep. Obviously, I can't. Mm-hmm. Managed to get asleep for fall asleep for an hour, oversleep, wake up at one a.m. <laughs> then I realise how do I actually get back in? Yeah, because it's a huge compound that I yeah. work at, but it's all you know. I mean, I just drive through the front gate normally. Like, yeah, which is not going to be open. No, I turn up, I get the flashlight. So there's a security guard who's we're at the end of a quite a long industrial estate and everyone just uses it to swing round. as i get closer to the the gate he's sort of getting suspicious yeah why is this person why is he getting out of his car sort of and i can't see who it is because he's shining a light at me mm-hmm. like, what do you want basically yeah like oh hi you know i can't remember his name tony or whatever. It's, it's me i'm salesman i've got to go oh yeah yeah so and so told me right opens the gate for me i go in fully expecting to just see a key yeah my salesman is still there He's not gone home. He's still trying to do deals <laughs> until 1am. He said, you're a bit late, aren't you? 
said, it's one o'clock in the morning. That, that <laughs> statement would stand no matter what time. Like, this is ridiculous. But he said, okay, I sorted you a car. He had got me. And I, I, told it, I told the story on a previous podcast about how you have a trade account if you're a sales manager and you always want to try and be positive to get your bonus. Yeah. If there's ever a chance to get rid of a rotten part exchange and send it somewhere else, it goes off your mm-hmm. uh, your sheet because yeah. it's not going to go through your auctions. So, of course, he had lined me up. Uh, it was an Audi A3 that at the time was 15 years old, had over 200,000 miles on it. Oh, lovely. The seat was broken in place. Being very tall, that meant barely fitting. <laughs> Everything about it was the just so, like just legal not something you want to take on a long drive not something you want to take on a long maybe if someone said take it five minutes down the road. to another country <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I looked at it and i thought there is no point in me arguing this because i know why he's getting rid of it and that's he's paid too much for this to get yeah. a deal done but you know the rear wheels don't look like the front wheels the tires are just legal as in I, they'll do a few hundred miles that i've got to do but they're getting you know if, if there's rain on the way i need to pull over yes <laughs> I take this thing, get to Cardiff at four o'clock in the morning. Good going. It wasn't. It wasn't bad. Well, it was the middle of the night. So. Yeah, it's not a lot in the way. Um, absolutely shattered though, because I had worked you mm-hmm. know, a full day, and I'm thinking, in my naivety, Sam, I'm thinking I'll have a day off tomorrow. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, I'll bring this. I'll bring this back up heroically. People will be lining up when you get there, clapping, cheering. You in. Guard of honour as you enter the forecourt. Exactly that. I'll, I'll Your just... manager standing there with a McDonald's breakfast in his hand going, yes. claps you on the back. Yeah. Well done, son. Well done. Yeah. Take the day off yeah. and you'll go home and you'll just lay there, just naked on your bed, just yeah. going, I am great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was a Sunday as well. So you kind of think, oh, a Sunday, I'll get a Sunday off. Anyway, I try and find a security guard who yeah. is very, very, very suspicious of me. Right. Because I have turned well, up. We turned up in a knackered old Audi. Absolutely collapsed Audi. Yeah. I'm You've young... collapsed out the car. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, a young guy who's not wearing any of his uniform. Yeah. And I'm claiming that I'm, I'm here to swap this I'm pile of junk <laughs> for one of the nearly new Audi TTs that is over there. Yeah. And the guy was like, I, no one's told me about this. And I was like, look, I've got a deal pack. And I th- at that point, it was kind of like, this is possibly true. Although anyone could know that you need yeah. a deal pack. But it was in our format. You know, it's sort of a brown envelope. It's got everything printed on the front and ticked off. And yeah. and I was like, look. And I said, look, there's our company sort of stuff in there. I need to trade this for this one. And what had happened is there was a security guard that was supposed to come in that night. And he called in sick. He called, either called in sick yeah. or whatever, got someone else to cover his shift. So he knew about it. This guy hadn't been told. And... You can imagine, he's like, well, we'll just have to wait till people come in. I'm like, that, the first people to come in here is going to be like half seven, eight o'clock. I need to be back at my home base by that time. Yeah. So if I mean, maybe a little giveaway, but I can't, I need to go. Yeah. Uh, we don't have an argument, but we're sort of just going backwards and forwards. Understandably, he is not really willing to let me take away uh, no. a car that's there. Yeah. At the same time, he can kind of understand that this sort of thing would happen because mm-hmm. I'm explaining, look, you know, we've got a customer. She needs the car today. That's why I'm here. I'm not happy about it either, shockingly. But this is what we need to do to get a deal done because we have to hit our target for the weekend because it's month end. Mm-hmm. This is why this was happening. Um, 
I, right, genuinely, I thought the only person I can call who might have anything, because I said, call the Northampton dealer. Yeah. It's four o'clock in the morning. I, I'm thinking there's no chance that anyone will be there. But the security card might just be passing. He might get, like, the phone might direct to him and he can say, oh, yeah, there's a young lad. who, yeah, yeah, this is what he looks like. My sales manager answers the phone. <laughs> so the security, I've said, I won't touch it. You dial yeah. the number for, for my home base. Look it up, you know. He looks up, calls. <laughs> Hello. It's like, yeah, I've sent my salesman there. Is he there? Right, we're telling him he's late. And to get in that car and get moving. <laughs> the bloke was like, why is your sales manager there at 4 a.m.? I, I imagine he slept on his desk for the last two hours. Genuinely slept on his desk yeah. for the last two hours. And you've woken him up with, with that phone call. And do you know what he's going to do now? Instead of thinking, oh, it's four o'clock in the morning, I better go home. He'll go back to sleep on his desk. Uh, no, he'll <laughs> or start, start working. Yeah, he'll start looking, see if there's been any overnight. Because, I mean, some people would send in requests at like three o'clock in the morning for a test drive the next yeah. day. I, I get that they probably worked at night. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but so he used to scavenge all of these. I always wondered what his trick was. <laughs> yeah. And he used to always have loads of leads in the morning, but he was very quiet about it. Yeah. Like, right, don't tell anyone how you got this, but just give these people a call and book them in for the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the general manager couldn't care less because he's like, look. No, he's selling cars at the end of the day. He gets paid a bonus on selling cars. And if he's got a sales manager who is working every hour of the day and scavenging deals, but the deals are happening, he doesn't care. The other sales manager was very un- unhappy about yeah. it. Turn around at five o'clock in the morning, drive back, get, uh, is it about 120 odd miles? Get back and think, right, well, all I need to do, the customer was there, pick up her car. Jesus, because I I couldn't, I, I'm I'm responsible to enough uh, enough of a point that I'll say I am now too tired to continue this yeah. journey. So I got out of Wales and I think the first stop I just pulled in, reclined the seat for half an hour and just shut my eyes. And it was an, it was all I needed because the sun was sort of rising and it, yeah, it sort of got me refreshed. But I just knew mm-hmm. I need to pull over, um, have a coffee, whatever. Got back to work exhausted tired where you know having just feeling like you need to have a shower you yeah know, like like you do after a yeah, hard yeah. day's work i got handed a can of red bull through the car window by one of my colleagues he said there's a there's a deal there and we're stacked there's some customers waiting i wasn't and you even, weren't even in uniform i wasn't even wearing so you know i told you about this whole thing of chucking a jacket on yeah trick which is what i did so I had luckily trained. it wasn't the middle of summer. Uh, it was. Oh, <laughs> it was like <laughs> it was July or August. Like Brilliant. it was. That's why I say the sun was rising at say, five o'clock in the yeah, morning. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, it was hot. <laughs> and I was having to wear this fleece because it had the company logo on it. But I'd got a pair of jeans on in trainers, which made me feel very cool for a little while. I was like that I stand out as like a, a big yeah. wig, and then you, you know, realise that you actually just look like unprofessional. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I said to a salesman, I said, right, you know, um, she's very happy. She's gone taking their car he's like that's good i said i'm just speak with these customers here uh, as soon as someone's free can you get someone to take over he's like um what do you not want the deal or i was like well i need to go and sleep he's like well yeah it's fine we only work till four o'clock it's sunday <laughs> by now i was young at the time um so i i mean i couldn't do it today no i just couldn't i, I as physically it, i, couldn't I mean it. i remember like my old job i mean at one point i was working as a chef when I was living down in Southampton and we'd on the early shift 
we'd be oh actually even sorry even when i was a waiter i'd do friday night till 1am come in for breakfast at 6am yeah work till 12 go home have a shower come back at five work until 2am then get back in for six o'clock sunday breakfast and work till 2pm and now if you said to me, mate, look, you need to be at work for five, I'd go, yeah, all right, good one. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> what time do you want me to go to bed? 6 you know, p.m. <laughs> I remember you telling me these stories at the time. And I that remember, was every weekend. But I remember them not being, I, I, I remember not being shocked. No, because it was, genu- because I mean, you might get the odd weekend where you'd just be on like an evening shift. You yeah, wouldn't yeah. do breakfast. But I'd say eight out of ten weekends, you'd be doing that every weekend. Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday night, Sunday morning. Uh, just similar to this. Yeah, both of us were doing, I, I mean, I was easily... In the most trade at that point in my career, I was probably doing it. Seventy hours would be a. An yeah, so you week. were consistently doing the hours, whereas I just do some crazy but things. You like, do. You might do a hundred hours in a week, and then fifty the next, or thirty yeah, the next. Yeah, like there was, for example, just one last example. I did a on when I was in the bar in Northampton. I started at midday. Yeah. And I was on until close, which was always going to be a long shift, but probably from twelve one o'clock. Yeah. And then was on Sunday breakfast the next day on the bar, which is a seven a.m. shift. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, I'll be a bit tired, but that'll be fine. So when it got to half past four in the morning, <laughs> and I'd been at work for 16 and a half hours, yeah. and I'm on, uh, past 11 o'clock, I'm on my own. There's the, right. night, there's the night manager on reception, but that's it. Right. And I had like 100 guests. Yeah. Not one, but basically the rule was after 11 o'clock, just quickly, if you wanted to buy a drink, you had to put it on your room. So if you weren't staying in the hotel, you couldn't yes. buy a drink. You didn't, I remember, you, we didn't take cash. I used to... Pop over to the hotel after I finished yeah. work sometimes. So the, and there the, was a... the deal with the whole shift pattern that day was, well, you are on until closing then breakfast. We don't like to do this, but there's a, there's only one guest from this this party staying in house, so it's not going to be a late night. Yeah. So when a hundred people came through to the bar, I was like, okay, you know, I can just tell them they can't buy drinks. And then we realised this one person was the MD of the company, and he was like, it's fine, put it all on mine. Just stick it on my room. Have whatever you want. Just put it on my room. It's fine. We'll set up a tab and I'll settle it tomorrow. That's like the So I had a hundred guests and yeah. no other members of staff. Yeah. And I had to leave the bar to go and do things. I came back and there were like people behind the bar with their head under the taps. I remember you telling I'm me. I'm like, this. mate, come on, I need some help here. But yeah, so that was normal for us back then. I, it's just bizarre. But now isn't it? I, I, but... I go to bed at sort of 10 p.m., get up at 10 to 6 in the morning, and I just feel like I've been shot. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just daily. Um, yeah. I, it's... It's funny when I think what we were both doing at the time for hours we were working. Obviously, very different industries. Yeah, but but similar. We, neither of us were intense by it. You know, I remember yeah. we go out on like a Tuesday night because I'd have a Wednesday off, you'd have a Wednesday off. Yeah, I remember going out. We went off to different cities for for a night out mm-hmm. and stuff on very random days. Yeah, and then we wondered why we weren't having a great night out. Yeah, like, I remember we went to Liverpool once. Yeah. We went out and we were out for about an hour and a half. And we're like, why well, is this, it not busy? This place is awful. Why does everyone rave about Liverpool? Well, because it's a Tuesday evening <laughs> and there's no <laughs> uni it's students. Eleven o'clock <laughs> in summer. Yes, yeah, so there's yeah. no students around, and uh, the the taxi driver is just saying to us on the way out. All right, you're going out for a night out? You know, yeah, so, okay. yeah, where's oh, best? Well, I don't know, it's a Tuesday. Yeah, well, most places are <laughs> shut. And you think, oh, great, I'm glad we came all the way here. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was just one of those mad deals. Uh, and you just, you had to get it done. And that's one of those, I, I, I met my sales manager a few years later, after I'd sort of gone off, done a few other different things. How disheveled did he look? He, fortunately for him, he was the sort of guy that, you know, he was aging okay. Okay. But he was always fraught. I mean, he was a, he was a tall but slim guy, and I always thought to myself, the reason he's slim is stress. Yeah, like his stress oh, yeah, levels are constantly yeah. because he would hit the top banding for sales every month, which was unheard of. 
There's a top banding for you yeah, to. Of course, yeah. It's like it's like the top of the mountain. You know, realistically, the middle bandings are where most salesmen would be, and that reflects on your sales manager. If you if you all you your salesmen hit the middle, you'll hit the middle. Um, yeah, he would do deals himself and just give them to salesmen to get himself into that top banding because I know you know I don't want to give his personal life or story away and stuff, but you know he just had people that were relying on him to mm-hmm. you know earn the money and yeah saw him a few and it was just it's every month the new target started but it it obviously gave him an adrenaline rush it gave him that that fizz that some people look for in their life and they don't get yeah so from that side it was great but on the other side i've never met you know i've met a lot of hard-working people but not only did he put so sometimes you hear the thing of work smarter not harder mm-hmm but I've never seen someone working the maximum number of hours at their maximum capability. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> it just never sort of... I remember he had a day off once. <laughs> it was like pandemonium. It was like, oh, he's not in. No, he's he's gone off to see some family somewhere. Yeah. There's no deals today. Yeah. Like, I mean, this, the thing is, he ran, he ran it so well that when he wasn't there... You know, if you have a really good manager, you don't actually need the manager to turn up. Because they've put in such a... They've set everything up so well. Yeah, that they they're not needed, but he would, you know, he'd always be leading the charge, sort of thing. So when he wasn't there, we were like, we didn't all take our, even if we took our foot off the gas, we'd still be working at a rate much harder than anyone else, sort of around us. So, yeah, yeah, and yeah. So I, you know, obviously wishing the best. I I think he is still in the most trade, but I think he did move from that site, um, which you know was fair enough. I mean, he's done. Quite yeah. a number of years there, so. Uh, but yeah, that was just one of those most trader stories I thought I'd tell. <laughs> I love that we've told two stories today, and we've done probably what over an hour and uh, fifteen, probably. Yeah, about an hour and ten, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. We don't um, waffle though. This isn't the miles driven no, waffle podcast. This is not the miles driven waffling. <laughs> next podcast, which will be next week. Yes, listeners, next Tuesday there will be <laughs> next Tuesday, Sam. Yeah, there will be. Can't uh, believe you thought they came out on Saturdays. So. No. <laughs> uh, there will be some more motoring related stuff yeah and news we've got some already lined up that we will cover off in the next one if you haven't already uh, checked it out check out our youtube channel for some of our we've been doing buyers guides and there's been a couple of ones that have been very well received so mm-hmm. if you're enjoying the podcast then by all means have a look over there you don't have to do it obviously you can but good news miles is looking at buying a bay uh a shed with wheels soon. Oh, there was, so there'll be some really good content going was, up soon. Yeah, there was a couple of things that I have just missed out on. And I've been like, oh, Sam would have just been miserable. Tears. <laughs> I told you about that. Yeah, there, there's one in the, the the far end of Scotland. There was one in the Highlands and it was a Range Rover that the bonnet didn't shut. But he was suddenly cheap and it didn't have an MOT. And, the, the, and genuinely, like, guys, this sounds like he's joking, but this is the sort of messages I get. But in a positive, non-sarcastic he genuinely believes this is a good thing to do. To do you know buy. what? That one, Why? I, I would have uh, I would have been up for going to get that because I reckon it would have... Would you? How would went... we have got there? You would have driven. In my Astra. Yeah. <laughs> it's only four, five, six hundred miles. At 60 miles an hour. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but in a day and a half, we would have done the whole thing. The only thing that would put me off is the fact that um, it had no MOT to drive back with, and obviously it, it did in need. A, oh, sorry, I many just clocked repairs. onto the sentence in a day and a half. We'd <laughs> have done the whole thing. I thought I managed to skim over that quite nicely. So just a weekend, yeah. 
But you're never... I mean, look... I'm you're... never busy. No. You're trying to plan my stag do. How many dates did I put in? I think it was five yeah. over the three-month period. Yeah, but I assume the rest of them is because you keep them free in case I find a car. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know what happened? I won't even call you when I find a car I need to go. I'll just call your uh, fiancé straight up. Like, I need well, no, Sam. you just call the buyer and say, I'll be there soon. <laughs> yeah. And then oh, just yeah, call I'll me be... saying, mate, you it. Yeah. Why? We're going to get this car that you don't know I've bought. Yeah. Do you not think maybe to ask me first? I, I'm out, uh, actually, at quite a posh thing at the minute, mate. I can't leave. Yeah, I'm sorry, mate, but um, I've told the guy we're going to be there in three hours. Yeah, and, and I'm it, outside and waiting. And it's five hours away. Yeah, I don't know why you're not here. Yeah. I'm stood on the street with my water bottle waiting to go. Oh. Anyway, but yeah, there will be. There's a couple of things that I've got a very close eye on. So I, need to, I need to get something sorted. So anyway, thanks everyone for listening. We will catch you next week. And I say we'll still have some proper... Well, some more car content, but I thought today was good anyway. Yeah. Just to get the machines and stuff in there. Yeah, and, definitely. Um, so, yeah, uh, we'll see you next week. Ta-da. Ta-da.